1: we want to check out that ring? What's up, TMZ? How would you find me, bro? I got my disguise on.
2: What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guys, Mojo Mutati and Lucas Widman. Guys, we're going to start with Sean Kemp, one of the best basketball players of his generation, a six-time All-Star who was arrested Wednesday afternoon in Washington for firing a gun at a group of other men in a parking lot and the entire altercation was captured on video. We published this, we broke this. Here is Sean Kemp again in broad daylight in an altercation with two other men. Now, if you're sensitive to violence, there is a gun involved here. Take a look. Got the gun in
0: front hand.
1: Red red vest. Red vest.
2: Gun in right hand. Real quick, Lucas. Before you give the information here, the guy in the red vest obviously is six foot ten inch, fifty three year old Sean Kemp, and there he was actually earlier in the day at a grow house. So what what happened
0: here, Lucas? This all went down around 2 p.m. on Wednesday at a uh, shopping mall parking lot in Tacoma, Washington. Now, uh, cops say that there was some kind of disagreement between the two sides. There were two cars involved here, Kemp and then another vehicle. Now, Kemp's side is saying that this all stemmed from an issue of stolen property on Tuesday, and he tracked uh, whatever was stolen from him, and he approached this vehicle to try and retrieve those items, and when he did that, um, the other car started firing shots at him. Now, mm. our video picks up only showing Sean Kemp firing one shot, um, but witnesses on the scene tell us that they heard multiple shots uh, prior to the, them being able to pull out their phones and record the whole uh, and, and that's in-
2: obviously very important. I mean, it's, it's critical to this case here because there is a big difference between confronting somebody who took something from you and then pulling out a gun and firing it, or if you're under attack, by other men and they're shooting at you, you are obviously well within your right to defend yourself. So that's why it is critically important as to what happened here. And uh, we should say, and it doesn't mean he's not going to be charged, but Sean Kemp was released Thursday afternoon from the county jail and he was not hit with any charges. Not yet. It is still very possible that there are charges to follow, but the authorities have said that because it's a, a, he said, he said here, they want to make sure that they fully investigate this and they want to get it right. So, as we sit here and tape, guys, no charges right now for Sean Kemp, though he did spend the night in county jail.
1: My goodness, what a week we're having. <laughs> Frequent and constant debacles this week. Uh, this one might take the cake, a shooting in a parking lot. Uh, that's just ridiculous. It, it is a very peculiar video because if shots were fired beforehand, Sean Kemp seems a little relaxed there. He's not hiding. He's not ducking for cover before he allegedly returns fire. Just a very, very interesting uh, story. I would love to know the details that led up to this, what the stolen property was, exactly what happened before Sean Kemp opened fire. You know, how many shots were shot back at him? I guess at the end of the day, in the end, this should not have happened, regardless of who stole what from you. You shouldn't be shooting in broad daylight in the middle of a day in a parking lot. There's probably going to be charges levied against everybody involved in this situation, because regardless of who was right and who was wrong, I think in this one, everyone's at least partially wrong. And uh, I guess we'll have to wait to see what what the police come back with but but, but man, yeah that, he was he was right ignorant.
2: that that that's why you have police officers right this is not vis- vigilante justice you don't go take, yeah. take a cue from OJ Simpson this is but uh, cannot help but think of that case and obviously OJ going to the hotel room to retrieve what he said was stolen property and he ends up uh, spending many years in, in prison because of it you cannot just handle these things yourself I think you made a good point uh mojo before we move on here you said that he looked very relaxed he wasn't taking cover he wasn't wasn't ducking. And that to me doesn't really paint the picture of a guy who was scared for his safety. It looks like somebody who's just firing off shots in a parking lot. Also not going to help Sean Kemp, the fact that he seemingly stashed the gun. He tried to get rid of the gun and you're going to see it here. Uh, That's him in the Porsche. He pulls up next to these bushes and seemingly puts the gun in the bushes. Now the police officers we able to retrieve the weapon pretty easily because this all happened in front of several witnesses who not only saw it with their own eyes but also captured him getting rid of the weapon on video so the cops now have that weapon if you were if you were rightfully defending yourself why would you try and hide the gun it doesn't make much sense so we'll see here we'll see what happens obviously this is a big deal look Sean Kemp and Gary Payton were about as lethal a duo as you had in the 90s he was a great basketball player he was an explosive basketball player and now he could potentially be in some big trouble here that uh, drive by charge that he was arrested for, if he is ultimately charged with that, and if he is convicted, that's a charge that can carry up to a ten-year prison sentence. So this is potentially a very serious situation for the NBA legend. Bojo, Floyd Mayweather, and Jake Paul came face to face outside of a uh, basketball arena in Miami, and uh, yeah. They nearly came to blows, so this was a a crazy situation that has been building over the last few years. Mojo, remember back in 2021, Jake and Floyd had beef after Jake snatched the hat off of Floyd's head at a media event that was promoting the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather fight. So you fast forward. bunch of words have been exchanged over the years. So after the Cavs beat the Heat, Floyd Mayweather and he wasn't alone, Mojo. Floyd was with anywhere uh, from twenty to forty, maybe even more guys, including a bunch of his TMT security members, Mojo. And Floyd approached Jake. Jake decided he did not want to fight a football team worth of men, and he booked it. And we got the video.
1: I actually What's going on? What's up? What's I
0: can up, have what I want. You mean with the camera? Oh, you got cameras. So who you, have have what what are you supposed to be? I'm, I'm just working, man. What happened? You're not tough anymore since you're lost. What happened since you're lost? Yo, we gonna bust him up, guys? Yo, let's bust him up. Where are you running, Jake? Where are you going since your fight? Since you lost, what's up, Jake? Where are you going, Jake? I do. Oh, he's running! He's running!
2: If uh, you can't see the video, it's Floyd and Jake having words, and then Jake turns around and sprints away <laughs> from the group of, of Floyd and his friends.
1: I don't know. Maybe maybe he was watching the combine and felt like he wanted to check his 40-yard dash time real quick. It <laughs> <There> was <laughs> like a 4. He ran like a four three. He was moving. Yeah. <laughs> Set the combine record right there. <laughs> I don't know why this was so funny to me, but it was. Uh, I got to say it. When you talk as much trash as Jake Paul does, it's going to come back at you. People aren't going to appreciate it. Uh, Someone in Floyd's camp, it might have been Floyd himself, actually. Brought up a good point. There's a kind of commonplace for trash talk when you're promoting a fight, right? Acceptable levels, acceptable conversation topics. If someone feels like you went past that point, these situations might get resolved in the streets Mm. and not, you know, in the next big fight, of course, you know, a lot of people are going to want to see Floyd fight Jake Paul. That fight was always one that would have been a popular one. Uh, but if you're Floyd, you don't need these fights anymore. You you've made your money. You you know you you really don't need that uh, notoriety of a big uh, marquee fight like that. You've already had hundreds of them, so I guess you just want to handle it in the street. But that being said, trash talk aside, being jumped by fifty people, boy, what does that really show? And you know no. that's not getting anything done. If it's Floyd fighting Jake in the street, that that's one thing, yes. and I would have no issues with that whatsoever. But Regardless of the trash you talked, I don't think he said anything no. crazy enough to get Warren getting jumped by 50 people. No. And, I mean, and Mojo, I,
2: I hear people calling Jake a coward. I, it, look, it doesn't make you brave to sit and fight a... a 20, 30, 40 guys. That guys—that—that makes you stupid, not brave. You're going to get hurt. I don't care who you are. You could have Especially Mike Tyson when body's out there. your your career, too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And to that point, Mojo, after this happened, it wasn't very long. We have 30, 45 minutes or so. Jake Paul went to social media And he told the story from his perspective and also issued a bit of a challenge to the 50-0 legendary boxer. So I'm leaving the Miami Heat game and Floyd Mayweather and 50 dudes pull up out of nowhere, out of like some side alley, waiting for me outside of this stadium. And they're like, so what's up? So what's all that talk now? I'm like, first of all, what did I say to you, Floyd? I just took your hat and you're still mad about it? start surrounding me to try and jump me i'm out that hey Lloyd, you want to run it one-on-one no problem but i'm not dumb okay i'm tough i don't need to prove my toughness but i'm dumb i'm not gonna sit there and try to fight 50 dudes dipped out of that lloyd you're a hoe bro you're mad because i took a hat are you serious get over it bro move on move on uh, Mojo, I should say this. Look, I've spoken with people who are close to both of these guys, Floyd and Jake. Um, from Floyd's perspective, they feel like Jake said some things that were over the line, and that it wasn't just about the hat being snatched, but they believe that Jake has said some out-of-bound things about Josie Harris, who was Floyd's ex, who uh, unfortunately passed away a few years ago. They also believe uh, Jake said some things that that crossed the line about his uncle, the former fighter and great trainer, Roger Mayweather. So I think this is a little bit deeper from Floyd's perspective here. It's not just about the hat. I think for Jake, it's just about the hat, and it's just about promoting himself as a fighter. You heard Jake say it there, though. If these guys, and look, they're not the same size, Jake's much bigger, Floyd's shorter, he's lighter. If they were able to make even an exhibition fight, I do think that there's big money on the table here. And both camps mention that mojo, so I think it's probably unlikely, but don't be shocked if you see Floyd Mayweather and Jake Paul not fighting in the streets of Miami, but boxing inside of a ring. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, the very latest on the shooting outside of Bengal star Joe Mixon's house earlier this week. Now, cops have named his sister a suspect. We're going to break down the new developments next on TMZ Sports.
0: Are you ready to shop? Raggeton's Big Give Week is back.
2: Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike Mojo and Ed. Guys, another big NFL story that we've been covering on the website. Uh, There was a shooting at Joe Mixon, Cincinnati Bengals star, Joe Mixon's house earlier in the week, and his sister has now been named a suspect.
0: Yeah, this story is wild and it keeps getting more and more wild as details are unveiled. I'll start with the facts here. So the the shooting allegedly happened at 8.25 p.m. according to the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office. In their police report, they said it all went down just outside of Joe Mixon's house uh, in the Cincinnati area. They allege that... Several kids around 16 years old were playing a game called Dart Wars, or as many of us know it, Nerf Wars. It's where you essentially (laughs) take Nerf guns and shoot each other and play like cowboys and robbers and all that kind of thing. Well, they claim that at one point a 16-year-old boy kind of ran in the breezeway in between one home and Joe Mixon's home, and then they say that gunshots came from Joe Mixon's backyard at the boy. They claim that 11 shots in total were fired and the 16 year old was hit once in the foot. Uh, They claim that he was able to flee the area, make it home safe. Uh, uh, He went to the hospital with minor injuries and expect to recover. Now they say shortly after the, the shooting, a car pulled away from Joe Mixon's home, a black Honda Accord. They said they immediately stopped it and in the Accord were Joe Mixon's sister, Shalonda Mixon and another 34 year old man. They said in the documents now, these two are suspected of being involved in the shooting incident. Now, cops have not said who pulled the trigger or who they think pulled the trigger. Whether it was Shalanda, whether it's the other man. But basically, they're saying that they believe potentially one of these two may have been the ones firing the bullets. Uh, now, Ed, the, Ed, what time was this? Was this daytime, just, nighttime? Around 8:25 p.m. Oh, so, so night. Nighttime. Yeah, fairly dark out at night. Uh, uh, the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office says no charges have been filed, no arrests have been made, and an investigation is obviously still ongoing. Now, in addition to all that, one of the crazier parts about this story is it was actually Joe Mixon's trainer. Sean Payna, who you'll recall, we've, we've covered him on TMZ before, has worked with Antonio Brown and several NFL stars before. He was the one who called 911 from inside of Joe Mixon's home. So this whole story, there's so much, so many layers to this, that, that the trainer called 911, that is potentially involved, and, and why are they shooting a kid, a 16-year-old kid, outside their house? There's just so many questions that need to be asked, but basically right now all we know is that it does not seem Joe Mixon was involved in the shooting, but it does seem that potentially maybe one of his family members was. Wow!
1: My goodness, this is a tough one. Look, you don't—you really don't know where to take this one. Uh, you gotta hope that no one was trying to shoot at this poor kid, you know, who's just next door. Um, anytime you you shoot a child, my goodness, you gotta hope that's not the intent. You gotta hope that there's some story out there that could possibly. Explain someone. Well, well, Mojo, but, I- how
2: about, but, how about, but how about that? Mojo, the fact that you have you don't know who these guys are. They're running around your house and in between your house at, with at eight gun. p.m. at night, at, at you know, in the dark. With sure, they're Nerf guns. We find out later, but it's hard in the dark to see what somebody's holding in their hands. And you see a bunch of figures outside in the dark running around with what looks like weapons. Uh, I don't know. I. <laughs>
1: I know I'd, pre- I'd probably be pretty scared too. I would think, well, well maybe there's the story that we're looking for Babcock. Maybe you Sherlock Holmes, this thing <laughs> right from the jump, we need to schedule a call with you and the police. Uh, look, I, I, I hope that's what it is as terrible as that sounds, but at least then this makes sense a little more that there's not malicious intent there, uh, that they were acting in a defensive capacity, but, uh, yeah, I mean, outside of what you just said, what, what could possibly validate what we're hearing yeah. right now? I, I will say this, too, and I, I know some people who
2: are close to Joe Mixon. So Joe Mixon had uh, an incident that he actually was physically involved uh, in a few weeks earlier. There was a police report that was filed for that particular Uh, situation. So in the police report, guys, uh, I was told that they did not redact Joe Mixon's address. And because of that, he has been, uh, for lack of a better term, been being kind of harassed, pranked by fans or by other people over the last few weeks. People doing things like sending pizzas to his house, driving by his house, because now they know where he lives. And uh, again, I was told that because that happened, that Perhaps the people inside that house were a little bit more on edge than they might typically be. Um, We know what happened. We know somebody got shot. Uh, Now, now, like Ed said, uh, Joe Mixon's sister named as a suspect. We will see. Doesn't mean that there's going to be an arrest. Certainly doesn't mean that there's going to be charges. But cops are looking at Joe Mixon's sister. We'll see what happens from here. History has been made. Down under. Listen, if anyone knows about pull-ups, it's me. Uh, a new Guinness World Record Mojo has been set. A guy by the name of Jackson Italiano, who lives, uh, as you would imagine, in Australia. Uh, Jackson Italiano Mojo, he set the new record for pull-ups in a 24-hour period. He did, as you see on the video board there, 8,008 pull-ups in 24 hours. That's just... Absolutely an incredible pace, and it is more than – and much more than anybody has ever done in a one-day period mojo. I'm I'm pretty impressed.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm impressed too. So I crunched some simple math here. 8,008 pull-ups in 24 hours. That's 333.67 pull-ups an hour, which comes Whoa. out to 5.561 pull-ups. Every minute. That's astounding, Mojo.
2: That's astounding. And you imagine he had to sleep a little bit. To keep up a pace of five a minute is insane.
1: Well, five wouldn't have done it. Five point five six one one. Wow, right. He would have been well short if he did just five. Wow. Yeah, especially we're talking about all the minutes of the day. Look, (laughs) this is insane. And that's the question that I had about this Babcock. We got to talk to this young man. Because I want to know, did he sleep at all? Yes. What was his That's strategy? True. Like, did he come into this, you know, aiming for six to ten pull-ups a minute yeah. and then take a few minutes off? Did he just bang them out and sets a 20, 50? Like, what was his strategy? Because this makes a huge difference because – i can tell you one of my favorite finishers when i do back day i do three weighted pull-ups every 30 seconds for 15 minutes and uh halfway through oh, wow, by the mojo. End, it, it catches up with Look you that. brother so
2: and mojo is a big boy this is impressive not only are you just lifting your 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 body weight which mostly muscle but you have a weighted vest on i have also uh, tied a record mojo for the least pull-ups in a (laughs) 24-hour period of zero. Um, This, as uh, you're you're looking at here, if you can see the picture, I, uh, for the good of the show, I pretended like I couldn't do a (laughs) pull-up. There, you see it right there. If I was trying, this man would not be the record holder and this segment would not exist because I would be the record
1: holder well you're just a team player babcock you're all around good guy guy you wanted to shine up this guy in eight thousand (laughs) and eight pull-ups i mean honestly i'm only partially impressed because when i do my pull-ups i like to you know lift heavy stuff i mean a weight vest is fine but (laughs) that's pretty basic i like to add crazy things up there we go we got is there a chain on you we got a we got a kettlebell on a uh Rubber band, which which bounces, actually makes it tougher. I don't know. There might even be a clip out there with me doing even more than that. I don't. I don't know, Babcock. Okay, now you're showing off. Now you're showing off, Mojo. Look, now that's that's truly impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of hair to pull up, Babcock. <laughs> I don't know. I bet that eight thousand and eight guy couldn't uh, pull up that hair. All
2: right, Mojo. We're just about out of time. Look. I, I I feel like I lied to everybody. I said we were going to have Dana White today, but we had so much breaking news, so many big stories. Tomorrow, the UFC president is going to join us. There is a lot to talk to the man, uh, Dana White, about. Uh, we're going to have UFC president Dana White tomorrow on the show, Mojo. It's going to be great.
1: The boss man of the UFC joining us definitely will make for the best show Then, Dan- then. Dan- Dan-